0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Booker's Alliance Podcast This is a new podcast with a wrestling format, a wrestling topic And we are just shooting the shit, as they say And uh, as we're going along, this is our first foray into this world of podcasting and obviously with everything going on in the world right now as far as wrestling we could not wait any longer we had to go forward and record our inaugural podcast so as we go through you are listening currently to marky mark and my compadre across the table from me is that's frank donaldson coming at you right here all right ladies and gentlemen so as we are going into this topic, please keep in mind we are youngins in this business, as they say. Nothing is set in stone. All that we are doing is attempting to catch your ear with some latest news and gossip and around our uh, around the uh, wrestling uh, entities and uh, giving you our thoughts. So uh, as we start this off, we want to talk about the hot topic of the WWE. The landscape that is shifting, changing, don't know what's happening from minute to minute, second to second, body slam to body slam. Nobody knows at this point. We have no clue what's going on. But here are our thoughts. Frank, what what have you got going on today?
1: Well, as we are looking over here at the wrestling walls, wrestling boards and whatnot, everybody's talking about the WWE sale, the possible sale of the WWE. Fitz McMahon's return to the company, Stephanie McMahon's resignment from the company, and this possible sale to rumored sources such as Saudi Arabia, Disney, Comcast. All the different entities that are available to buy the company are out there. So we just wanted to get our thoughts on record now. So that way, whatever happens, whenever happens, we got something that we can refer back to just to see how close our ideas were how successful our podcast is going to be based on that.
0: All right. So let's start off with the hot topic of the moment. Obviously the other night, Twitter world went up in a blaze talking about how in the world could the WWE have pulled the trigger to sell to the Saudi Arabia. Now don't know what everybody's thoughts are on this. We're just going to share our thoughts and ideas. Personally, personally, I think it's a hot take. I don't know if that's a, a wise move for the company. I don't know what's going to happen because of it, but uh I don't know. I was a little taken aback. How about you, Frank?
1: So first, first and foremost, let us first be clear that there's nothing official. We don't have any kind of insider knowledge or anything as far as us and the rest of the world is concerned. Nothing's official. There has been no sale Even if there was a sale, from what I'm led to believe, this process is going to be a long, drawn out process full of contracts and negotiations and things like that. So even if they may have agreed to terms of a sale, there's no way that the company's been sold or being sold in the foreseeable future. So let's get that out of the way first. So make sure we're not spreading false rumors or anything like that here. Just conversation. But I don't know. My take on it is it all depends on how. Whoever the buyer would be is going to be associated to the company. If they're just coming in as a financial backer, if Saudi Arabia is just going to be a financial backer, hey, no big deal. No, no harm, no foul. You know, take the company private. Vince doesn't have to answer to anybody else. He can go out and pay off whoever he needs to pay off. Nobody cares. All well and good. But if they're going to come in and exert some kind of control over the company and then we start seeing changes, I think that's where you're going to start to see a lot mm-hmm. of people take a yep. different look at the WWE as a whole.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I know when I first heard the news, it, it, it kind of stuck with me for a moment. I was like, I don't know, you know, what what's going on? What are they thinking? Is that the right move for them? But then at the same time, it's their company. I mean, they, if they choose to sell that company, who are we as the the fan, the the community here to say, no, you shouldn't sell to them. It's their company. But at the end of the day, I think they always have to look out for the interest of their talent. They have to look at the interest of people working in the office and where do they stand on it, you know? Um, I, I do, you know, I, I monitor some of the other Twitter chats that are going around the, the other communities, the inside sources, things like that. We, you know, we listen and we hear their opinions and to hear their opinions, everybody was like, Oh, well, if they're doing that, I'm done. I'm not reporting on the WWE anymore. I'm washing my hands clean and I got a hot take on that one. Cause as a, as a lifelong wrestling fan, I don't know. It's that easy to wash your hands clean of a. A company. I mean, Yeah. been with it since I was a kid, so how do you say I'm done with it? Plus, coupled with the fact I've not had any problems sitting on my couch watching the shows that came from there, and neither did they, as they reported on them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Then They haven't had any complaints to it. And the first couple shows, the work may not have been up to par, so to speak, as true. far as what <laughs> we come to Very expect true. for a big show, but... I mean, the fact of the matter is, they're paying a lot of money for those shows, and WWE—they were sending the talent that the that the Saudi government was requesting. So hey, they were getting what they were paying for, so to speak. But you know, everybody out there can say whatever they want about you know my my priorities here, my morals there. When those checks start rolling in with that many commas and that many, your your perspective starts to shift a little bit. So. For those of us in the normal people's world out here listening to the podcast, we may look at one thing one way, but just keep in mind, those people are looking at a lot bigger numbers out there that they're dealing with, and they got a lot of different horses in the race to be worried about other than we just don't like it or we're not all about it. But speaking of what you you led to there about what some of the talent, some of the fans, some of the sportscasters were saying, that's something that we're going to get here, too. There's a lot of talent that are saying that they won't work for a company that is affiliated with the Saudi government I mean case in point let's think about Sami Zayn there's no right. way of Syrian right. descent he couldn't work he couldn't work there under them MVP
0: right MVP because yeah, of right,
1: because religious. of his uh, renunciation of Islam right. There is, I mean, in Saudi Arabia, he would be hunted. So, you know, there's no way I don't think he could find himself affiliated with it. Plus, there's a lot of other superstars, John Cena, Kevin Owens. There's a lot of other superstars that never did go over to the Saudi shows just because of their personal beliefs and what they did or didn't agree with. So doing something like that, you alienate a lot of the company or a lot of the fans. But at the end of the day, if you're a fan of the company You know, unless they start running shows in Saudi or, you know, they're moving the talent to Saudi, are you really going to see the inner workings of the business part of that? So I know uh, we listen to or at least I listen to Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks episode. And I know everybody's not a fan of Eric, but I listen to it. And one of the things he talks about is being a fan of the wrestling business or being a fan of the business of wrestling there's a difference so mm. the wrestling business is what we see on our TVs every week what we you know what we watch on our live events the network all that stuff that's the wrestling business and there's a lot of interest in the wrestling business but the business of wrestling is a lot different so Saying that I'm a fan of the wrestling business is one thing. Saying I completely understand the business of wrestling is something completely different, and not a lot of people, A, listening to this podcast, or B, commenting on all these inner workings really understand that.
0: Good points, good points. And just on the topic of the talent, um, when you look at the talent and, and their decision to work for a company based on you know that potential sale, I don't necessarily hold it against the talent. The talent are, you know, they're able to make their own decisions. And I would never, you know, look at somebody and go, oh, I hate them, the fact that they left the WD because of that. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a fan of them and what they're doing. And you have to respect their personal decisions. Um, But I just, you know, at the end of the day, you want to see the company succeed and the talent succeed at the same time i it, it's got to be a, you know, symbiotic relationship between the two. And as a, as a, you know, as a WWE, how do they handle that? If you know, if the Saudi purchase is, is real and it goes through, how do they handle that? They've got to, they got to walk those lines with a delicate balance. Um, and also I would hope they would look at their talent and go, you're not going to be penalized if you decide to leave. You know, they obviously there's going to be some non compete clauses. That's with every contract. But if somebody had like two three years sitting on the contract and they decided to walk out because of that, I would hope the WWE would not hold that against them and say, "Hey, you got to sit at home and wait out your contract."
1: Well, no, the idea is good, but again keep in mind if the saudi government buys or the saudi private investment company buys the wwe that may not be the wwe's call anymore.
0: Mm, very because true. at that
1: point they may the saudi team may say we're not going to let you out. the saudi team may completely change things. or the saudi team may come in and not touch anything. they may literally just come in and say we just want some revenue off of this. we're going to take it private and we're going to make some revenue off or of it.
0: or they may come in and try to raise Yokozuna from the dead. you they, don't know. <laughs> so, I, first
1: Saudi show, they did try to get a lot of wrestlers that were no longer with us. That Correct. Were put on that card. But I, at the end of the day, I, as far as that goes, the whole Saudi thing, you know, talent's going to say what they feel emotionally right now. But they also have families to feed. They got lives to live. They got, you know, careers to manage, things like that. From what my understanding is, the Saudi government has six hundred billion dollars or so in their in their fund that you know that they manage or whatnot. If they come in and start writing a lot bigger checks than Vince McMahon can write right now, those talent are going to make some changes to their way of thinking. Absolutely, because you know wrestling isn't like sports. They're not managed by a certain. You can only pay a certain amount of money. You know there is no salary cap in wrestling. So right. if The Saudi government says, oh, John Cena doesn't want to wrestle for us anymore. What if we offer him $10 million a match? You're telling me John Cena's gonna those morals are gonna just say you know there's no way I'll go out. Come on now, you're gonna have to start thinking
0: about. it Shawn Michaels once
1: said he would never come out of retirement until they threw a lot of money at him in Saudi, and he went over there and had a stinker of a match. But,
0: but you know, Sean came out of retirement for that match, but his hair didn't. So no, no, no. well, he took John Cena's hair with him as we. About Cena. John very Cena's true.
1: hair was looking like very he had true. a LeBron James Kevin Durant type thing going on here the last time, but
0: very true. <laughs>
1: but so yeah, so that so. So the Saudi thing, I mean, yeah, that's the biggest elephant in the room right, right. now because it's the most controversial. But just thinking in the, in the line of what happened over this last, I don't know, what was a week to 10 days? I mean, where we started first, Vince put out a, a, a presser saying he was he wanted back to the company. He heard he got bad advice or whatever. And from what my understanding of the reports were is that the board voted unanimously to keep him out. uh, Supposedly, the board voted that against it. They didn't want him back in. From what I heard today, they even said that there may be other information that they were kind of sitting on, you know, keeping under wraps. And if he comes back, that information may find its way out. I I don't know what kind of power play that was, but... Like, so that's where we started. And, keep and you know, thinking about it, when that happened, that's when Stephanie McMahon was still on the board. True. I mean, you know, now, as it was discussed today, they were saying, you know, Stephanie was on the board. Uh, Paul Triple H was on the board. Uh, Nick Kahn was on the board. It, one of two things happened in this situation here. Either they, because it was a unanimous vote, either they voted with the board to keep Vince out, or they abstained and didn't vote at all, be, you know, conflict of interest. They may have said, hey, you know what? I don't want no parts of it because it won't be fair.
0: That's a good point. Never thought of that.
1: Yeah. So if they vote, if they vote for him, then it's like, you know, OK, you know, they're just kissing their daddies. But, you know, because he's at the end of the day, he's still main sh- shareholder. He still had a say. With they're just voting of president with that Exactly. So, you know, he they may have abstained from the vote completely and said, we'll excuse ourselves from the room. Or they may have voted against it, and that could be why Steph's no longer chairwoman of WWE. We're not going to know that. The only people that are ever going to know that are in the, were in that room at the time. And some of those people that were in the room at the time are no longer with the company. Because True. Because right after Vince got reinstated into, into chairman of the board seat, three board members were no longer part of that board. True. And then Vince was part of the board bringing in. Two of his people that he had with him before who left kind of when Nick Khan started rising up the ranks, you know, the more notoriety that he got. uh, I don't know their names. I know Michelle Barrios is one of them. I don't know the other one's name off the top of my head and I don't want to misspeak it. But um, I know I know Vince brought them back in. So him and those two came in and took those three board seats of the three board members that he fired as chairman of the board. Right. So
0: that, that that the board thing is something that I actually you know, I, I knew that they were a publicly traded company and they had a board of directors. But I never, you know, as a wrestling fan, I care about what's coming across my TV. Exactly. Versus, you know, who's on their board of directors. But exactly. but looking into that, you know, I, I didn't know that a lot of the people that were they were on some big time companies, you yeah. know. Yeah. So just to, to see how much investment, you know, what they were getting from their board of directors. Um, so let, let's, let's talk a little bit about Stephanie uh, resigning. Um, one of the things that I immediately thought about, uh, when she resigned, I was like, "Oh man, she's the one who leaked everything, and damn, Vince done like, kicked her out." Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I thought. Oh no! And I was I like, "Oh man, oh, oh, no. she gonna be disowned from the family and everything." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I didn't, I didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> but in reality, of. Uh, a, a, Uh, a few months before all of this investigation started with Vince and everything else, you know, she went on leave of absence Mm -hmm. and, you know, judging by everything that their family went through, obviously with triple H and his, you know, cardiac event, I I can only imagine as a parent, what she was going through with three kids and then her husband being in the hospital, pulling all this duty at work. I can see where she wanted to out to try to get things back to normal for her personal household. And then again, though, as she stated on many occasions first and foremost of this business she's a fan mm-hmm. so she cares a lot about this business this business is her life it's yeah. been with her since day one yeah um, literally literally <laughs> so to, to know that you know as soon as Vince was um, you know retired quote unquote you know she was pushed to that forefront of chairwoman uh, and I think she got robbed of that leave she was trying to take, Um, but obviously, you know, whereas she's got three kids, this is kind of her kid, too. I mean, she's a part of it, Uh, so she had to step in and take care of it, and then everything else that could happen, you know, truth or no truth, what we don't know, but was she strong-armed out? Was she pushed out? If they did sell to Saudi, was she pushed out because she was a woman being in a chair Definitely position? It's more
1: attractive to the Saudi company to have a male right. CEO and a male chairman than it would to have a female that they may not want to deal with on a business right. basis. So,
0: you know, to to hear her say that she's not only just taking a leave of absence again, but she is full-on out resigning, that's a different word altogether. That means she's... Done. Yeah, like she's, she's done. washed her hands clean yep. she's going home she's still a fan as she said in in her you know note that she wrote out and got published everywhere but at the end of the day man the fact that she's not there that that that's guy that doesn't sit well with me as a fan i've always liked her on-air persona i've always liked her off-air persona and anything that i've seen off the air of course you know who knows what you're like behind closed doors But everything that I've seen as far as Stephanie, she was good for the business. And then you hear all the rumors about the talent, hating the fact that she's gone now from the business. She was well, well liked amongst the talent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking at it now to say that at one point in time, we had Vince, Linda, Shane and Steph involved with the company And now we have just Vince at 77 years old is kind of, I don't know.
0: Is that Vince's own choosing though? So,
1: and that's where I wanted to go with that. That just that part there, when Vince first said he wanted back in again, we know the board of directors voted against it. We don't know what that means, but we know it happened. Stephanie put out a letter when Vince got put or when Vince got reinstated saying, you know, that, you know, it happened and, you know, as far as she knows, that, the, you know, things are going to be business as usual. Vince put out a statement, said the same thing. He reiterated throughout the letter repeatedly, you know, everything's going to stay the same, you know, par for the course, you know, stay the, stay the course. Stephanie and Triple H and Nick Khan have been doing such a good job. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to do it. That letter came out the day before Stephanie, quote unquote, you know, resigned. That's awful interesting how he would put out that statement on, I don't know, let's call it Monday, that everything was going to stay the course. And then in a 24 hour turnaround, Steph's Mm. out and then we're talking sale that I don't know about that. I, I don't get me wrong, everybody's saying the right things. They're all, you know, every statement that's put out. Stephanie's saying the right things. You know, she's always going to be a fan, blah, blah, blah. Vince is saying the right things. You know, everybody's doing a great job. I'm in full support of the current regime, blah, blah, blah. But then all of it blows up in 24 hours. Right. That, to me, leaves a lot of unanswered questions of what happened in that 24 hours to... Either give her the comfort of being able to say, hey, the company's in great hands, I'm okay to step away, or gave her the resolve to say, I have to get out right now. You know, because before, when she took her leave of absence, eight months ago when she took her leave of absence, Two months later, this whole Vince scandal broke. And I thought that was awful, awful convenient as well. Mm, she true. took a leave of absence, got her name away from the company, completely removed from the company before, quote unquote, the shit hit the fan. Right. Uh, then uh, as soon as the shit hit the fan, she swoops right back in into the top position to save the company, rescue the company. Now Vince comes back. You know, it's been six months. The, the smoke is kind of cleared. You know, the fires died down. Vince feels it's okay to come back and as soon as he's his name starts getting associated with the company again, she's completely out. Right. That to me is saying a little more than, you know, okay, it's all all puppy dogs and, you know, rainbows.
0: He shouldn't have tried to put her on that cross, man. That's what it all comes down to. <laughs> Well, maybe we need Austin to
1: run back in and save it <laughs> right and now. Save I mean, bye.
0: <laughs> so, you know, being the fact that we are the Booker's Alliance, oh, that oh. That, is, that is our deal. We are here to uh, quote-unquote book or fantasy book or whatever you want to call it. Think about this for a minute, though, Frank. Think about Vince McMahon was away for how long?
1: Eight months.
0: Eight months. He was away for eight months. Six months. Six months. Six months. Six months. Okay. So... Let's think about this in Booker's terms. Let's think about the Vince McMahon character. What do you think he was doing for that 6 months? You think he was plotting and scheming and he already had all of this kind of built up and you know, what do you think? Every day. Every day.
1: <laughs> no. I mean as much as we've followed Vince McMahon as much as has has been written about him, said about him, whatever. Nothing has led me to the thought that he went on some beach somewhere and, you know, grabbed a Mai Tai and put his <laughs> feet up and was drinking out of a coconut chip. None of that says to me Vince McMahon. If everything I've heard about Vince McMahon since I can remember the name Vince McMahon— has said, "Workhorse to the end," meaning he's twenty four seven. Dude's was,
0: working out at three a.m. Yeah. in his seventies. Yeah,
1: and then, <laughs> and then he's at work in the meeting at five. He got, <laughs> he got maybe an hour of sleep and all of that. That's the kind right. of Vince McMahon that I've always heard about. Work ethic out of this world. No, you know, not to be matched by many in the on the planet. But right. so to think that he took those eight months and just, you know, or six months, and just you know, said, "I'm I'm done with it. I wash my hands on the whole thing." Couldn't believe that for one second. Not, not at all. Right. He was. He was in the
0: Booker's room all day, every day, figuring this out.
1: Every day, every minute of every day, WWE was on his mind and what the next step was. And once the time was right, I mean, as soon as Christmas came, you know, it's like they got together for Christmas dinner and. Shit hit the fan again. It seems like as soon as Christmas was over, all the the Yuletide and all the holiday joy was gone. Vince was right back to business. I
0: can imagine Vince right now writing down on that legal pad all his ideas and just chuckling and going, that's
1: good shit. Uh, So (laughs) that's another part of the conversation that I wanted to get to here is Vince's return. What does that mean per se as far as everything Mm. do we really think Vince is coming back full force like as in creative as in at Raw and Smackdown every week as in physical presence right there or do we really just think what he said is 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 true and that he's just coming back to kind of facilitate this deal
0: as a fan I'm hoping that it is not for creative um Obviously, when the Triple H era began for creative um, storylines changed, you started seeing the production change. You started seeing the momentum uh, turn as far as the three-hour Raw was actually watchable again instead of trying to suffer through all three hours yeah, of people Raw. people
1: watched because the ratings went up. Right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, as a fan, I'm hoping... That it is not to to pick back up that that pencil and and be the control, you know, and, you know, and creative. Um, now knowing Vince McMahon, it's he's God according to him and WWE. That's his creation and JBL. Right. <laughs> so how in the world can Vince McMahon, that we know? Step away if he's this close. I don't think it's possible.
1: I don't know. Well, I know we saw a Vince project and Jinder Mahal come back on NXT this Tuesday. Ouch. And, yep. <laughs> Ouch. And I was like, well, that's, there's a Vince guy, and that was the, the. As soon as I saw him come out, and I said, oh Lord, not this again. <laughs> but. I mean, no no shade to gender. I mean, you know, gender looks great. Former WWE world champion, for God's sakes. That 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 man's a stud, but my goodness, when I saw him come out there on NXT, tears started coming (laughs) down my eyes. I I thought we had passed that era. I thought we had moved on, but... Again, let, let's be honest. So let's be fair to talent. I mean, and we're not gonna we're not getting into a talent conversation, but to be right. fair to talent, I mean, Jinder has been on the main roster. He, like, again, he is a former world champion. He brings credibility to the NXT brand, and if he can get some guys over down there in NXT, hey, more power to him. Right. Great, great move, good right. idea. But when I heard that music and I saw that dude come out there, I said, "Oh lord!" But <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I hope that Vince is. True to his word, I hope he's going to come back and facilitate whatever deal. And that makes sense. 100% makes sense. First, he's main shareholder in the company, majority shareholder in the company, for one. And for two, nobody is WWE more than Vince McMahon. He's the face of the company for good, for bad, or indifferent. He is the face of the company. And anybody who's going to start talking in the billions of dollars to deal with WWE, they're going to want that Vince McMahon endorsement. They're going to want to know that... This is what the creator and the founder and everything that comes with it is supporting and will be in full force of for however long he has to get involved with. So it makes 100% sense to me that any potential suitors out there would want to know that there's a Vince McMahon in their corner. Right. I get all that, but I think what's going on with the creative, I think what's going on with the TV shows with the... Live with the premium live events with the house shows. I think all that's going in the right direction right now. WWE had gotten so stale for so Mm, long. Very true. And so many people were lifelong fans like us were, were down on the business and the product just as it was because it wasn't appealing to us anymore and i mean i've been through all the changes of wwe from the from 86 to today i've seen every change they've put out there and i've been for some i've not been for some and i'll be honest the last year i was not for some of what i was seeing on tv uh, again not when i when i talking talent when i talking tv shows just putting it out there the business as a whole was on a downswing and most, if not all, of that was attributed to Vince's creative. It right. just wasn't appealing to me anymore. And I'm, what, middle-aged, middle-aged wrestling fan. I, so just for me, if it's not appealing to me, who's a 30-plus year fan of the business, I can't see where it's appealing to a two- or three-year fan, casual fan, absolutely, a younger fan. I couldn't see where it was appealing to any of them either. So
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, as far as the creative goes i, I think you hope he stays away um if he brokers the sale and and goes back into retirement, okay, totally get that that's that's all well and good My thing though is if you take it back if you do sell to a private investment fund, is he selling to somebody who is gonna keep him around well that's where I think his bread is buttered. I think his interest, unfortunately, is self-interest in this coming back. I don't think he's here just to broker a sale. I think he's here because, as we have all said before, he is going to die running this business. He's not leaving. I don't think... And even though all of this stuff happened with the allegations and everything else, he even said himself he should have just laid low and let it blow over. So, I mean... His belief is none of that really matters. Now, granted, that's a different story. That's a different topic. Yeah, that's a different podcast. <laughs> podcast altogether. <laughs> but I don't believe this will be the end of McMahon. I think he's here. He's here to stay. And unfortunately, I don't think he goes back into retirement. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I, and that's, let's be honest, that's totally up to his discretion at this point. No matter what, as long as he controls majority stock of that company, nobody can force him out. They can suggest, they can defer. I mean, you see what it, so his quote unquote board of directors, and you said it earlier, the board of directors is only affiliated in this company because it's publicly traded. Right. If this sale goes through, it will probably more than likely end up privately owned. Correct. Which means at that point, there is no more board of directors. There is no more checks and balances. There is no more, I have to answer for anything. If he doesn't break federal law, such as like the steroid trial back in the early 90s, if he doesn't get involved in something like that, there is no there is no boundary anymore. At that point, it's his to do with what he chooses. And I don't believe any company, be it Disney, Comcast, Saudi, any other company, I don't believe any one of them would come in and say, you know what, we're going to take everything that WWE and make it something different. Nobody's going to change what's working so well. They are. Far and away, the number one organization in this wrestling business, and they will be for the long foreseeable future. AEW is what it is, but they are a distant second. I, you know, they we talk about the big two. I don't believe in the big two just yet. Out that's another podcast for another. Agreed. Agreed. I see AEW a shade above impact, but eons behind WWE. As far as you got
0: 40 years, 40 years of business,
1: yeah. Impact's got 20 years of business now. AEW's got four. AEW is the shiny new toy that everybody loves to play with on Christmas morning. And don't get me wrong, they're they're hanging. It's not like you know, it's not like they were a, 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 a what a shot in the dark or anything like that. Right. I mean, they got strong backing. They got strong, they real strong financial backing. Uh, you know, Tony or uh, Tony Khan's dad is worth eleven billion dollars himself. So it's not like they're running out of money.
0: Does they're, he purchase the WWE?
1: So that's an interesting thought, but. From what I was hearing earlier, they're saying that people, whoever decides to buy this, is more than likely going to end up having to put up billions of dollars. Mm. And
0: so that might not be the correct investment for his portfolio. So <laughs> maybe a com- a competing interest since he already has AEW.
1: So knowing Tony Khan's a fan like we are, you know, he's got 20, 30, whatever years under his belt too. We know he's been a fan at least since the Attitude Era based on his TV show. Because we see a lot of the attitude there <laughs> in it and the story. A lot lines. of
0: the champagne truck. In
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and we see the storylines played out through it. So we know he was a fan then. So... In the in the thought of that, do I would I see would I see Tony Khan buying it to do the Vince McMahon what Vince McMahon did to WCW? WCW. Absolutely, hundred percent. Absolutely. If it was in his realm of possibility, I'd definitely see him doing that just for that
0: scene. And, 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 and then Cody screws Tony in the end and goes, It says McMahon. There you go. Now,
1: Hundred percent, I see that happening. But in the because again, it's not Tony's money, right? It's Tony's it's family money. Right. But Tony's father made that money. Do I see Tony's father, who's worth eleven billion dollars? Do I see him ponying up half of that on his own just yeah. for WWE? Absolutely not.
0: So no way.
1: They've got the Jaguars. They've got a football team, football in, team England, in England somewhere. Yep. There's no way that they're gonna shank half of their half of their wealth. On Tony's pet project, especially when they already have AEW, that would be counterproductive. Right. Again, if they, if they had if they had if they had Saudi money, six hundred billion dollars, absolutely, hundred percent.
0: So, if not the cons, let's look at the other suitors that that could be out there trying to purchase the WWE. We've we've heard Comcast, we've heard uh, Netflix, Netflix, yes. we've heard Amazon, Apple, Disney. Um, where do I see this fitting? If it decides to go to a company like that Obviously the first choice is You know it, The Comcast family I think I mean if you look at where I, 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 Correct me if I'm wrong but I believe that the USA NBC is Comcast family Is that correct?
1: Ooh, NBC Universal I'm not sure Not
0: sure if I yeah. It could be but I mean where it already where it, where it sits where the WWE network lives And on the USA network I know that's all correlated So I could see that being the place that it lands. Obviously, you could see it going with Disney, as in Disney already owns ESPN. ESPN is the natural sports connection. And over the years, ESPN has started reporting on the WWE more as a sport. Wow. Um, so, especially with, you know, that started with Coach back in the day. Jonathan Coachman coming in. Um, so, they
1: just I, some talent back and forth, right?
0: Years. Right. So I, I think you could see it land on ESPN to be perfect for ESPN Plus. Um, yeah. The only downfall of that that I see is all their ties with UFC. So you could have you know combat sport versus combat sport trying to correlate. You know what event happens on one night because obviously you're not going to push two events on the same night. Sure. Um, so there's
1: definitely that. There, there's one other downfall though if it were to go to Disney, especially with ESPN it. Made me remember it when you said it. So the current model for ESPN Plus is you pay a subscription to have it.
0: Mm. But whenever
1: a pay-per-view or a a a quote-unquote live event comes up, you have to pay again. I don't know if the the WWE fan at this point, after having the Peacock Network for as long as we've had and not having to pay a separate fee for pay-per-views, I don't know if the WWE fan is going to be okay with saying, well, I'll still pay $5 a month for Peacock and pay mm. 50 or $60 a month for the pay-per-views when we haven't had to do that since, what, 2014? Yeah, long so time. I don't Almost know 10 years. if ESPN would be the... Right Avenue for it. I, I don't know what the Peacock deal is. I, you know, they may be well, tied into Peacock for longer than they would have to even negotiate that.
0: When, so. when Peacock purchased it, I know a lot of the standing kind of business rules kind of they, they kept it all the same. Uh, I do know that it's been reported um, again. We're amateurs, guys. So if we don't have the correct sources or if, you know, something we say may not be correct. Hey, forgive us, man. Come on. Yeah, one we're, love. We're, one we're love.
1: getting this information just like some of you are getting. It. I mean, we're picking and choosing pieces of it here that we want to talk about that are right.
0: interesting. But you know, I've heard you know, and, and read reports that Vince McMahon himself wasn't even keen on the giving the the pay per views or premium live events away free. That that wasn't his. He didn't want that. He still wanted people to pay for the events. But it was the deal that was struck for the WWE Network that included them in as they wanted that as a bargaining chip for people to subscribe. So, you know, if he's back in control, does he take that business model and go back to charging for pay-per-views? I mean, that, well, that, that could happen. a private happen. company,
1: he would definitely have the right and wherewithal to do it because there would be, again, no checks and balances to keep him from doing it. So, right that's always out there but let me tell you guys out there i am not looking forward to paying 50 to 60 no absolutely not <laughs> so at this point at that point i'd be seeing some of you guys at some local sports bars or <laughs> some buffalo wild wings or places along that line of business uh, buffalo wild wings we are taking endorsements yes oh, yes absolutely i love your
0: i love your jim and jalapeno sauce <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely and and buy one get one wings oh dude tuesday tuesday May, oh dude every tuesday if we had to record Tuesday night live from a local Buffalo Wild Wings. Hey, I can make that happen.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, uh, we're on, but I digress. <laughs> Nonetheless, though. So, yeah, that I, again, with this change, and again, that's why we're recording now as novices, you know, just ready to record as of now, is because simply because of the fact that this news is just so big that we had to get something on record now. All of those things are on the table and all of those changes are more than possible or none of those changes could happen. Anything could happen right now. This is what I would say a great time to be a fan. It's very interesting to keep an eye on, but it does leave a little bit of unsettling thoughts for some of us long-term fans who Absolutely. just don't know what's going to happen and we're kind of used to knowing what's going to
0: happen. Absolutely. And if anything, you know, it, it kind of makes you uh, hope for the best, but you're also trying to prepare yourself for the worst. Um, Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, we're hoping that the Vince McMahon is, uh, that, that is kind of in these deals right now isn't the Vince McMahon that we've seen You know, put out there in TV land. Hopefully, he is thinking about the fan first and it is, you know, fan centric and he's looking out for the best interest of his company along with the talent and hopefully us fans. But it's man, he don't know us a damn thing. Uh, Nope, absolutely (laughs) not. I mean,
1: you know, he he gave us, at least me personally, he's gave me over 35 years worth of entertainment. So, I mean, I got what I paid for. So, one way or another, whatever changes will happen. I'll be honest, I'll still be a fan. I'll be following, so no matter how far south it goes, no matter where it may sell, I'll keep watching, and I can't think of a scenario where I won't continue watching, but I, I mean, I guess what do they say? Never say never. I guess that scenario happens, but I don't see it likely. And then, of course, with this new podcast adventure here that we're looking into, I definitely don't see it being a possibility right now. Nope. I'm looking forward to this going on for quite a while in the future.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we are uh, kind of nearing our time here. Uh, so in regards to this is our first podcast, hopefully you guys um, are. Uh, listening with a kind heart, but hey, we're wrestling fans. We're entitled to opinions. Uh, So if somehow, somehow this gets out to social media some way, there's a way to kick back at us some feedback. We're always open to feedback. But then again, this is the Booker's Alliance. We carry the pencil. We don't have to take the feedback, only if we want to. And with the pencil
1: comes the power. So as long as this is our podcast, that power lies right here.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Have a good evening, and we bid you adieu. Peace.